Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, celebrating a vibrant global community of women over 50 through entertaining interviews that will inspire, educate, and empower. Your host, Joanne Nuaduck, was born to nurture and promote vibrance. Joanne is both the Community Director for Calgary, Canada, and oversees the global operations for Fabulous at 50. As an oncology nurse, integrative practitioner in multiple modalities, life skills mentor and manager, Joanne moves people from challenging situations to positive outcomes through the use of her innate gifts and learned skills. Here's your host, Joanne Nuaduck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Fabulous at 50. And I'm so excited to talk to my next guest. This is a woman that I met many years ago at a women's um, networking event, business networking event. And I was immediately drawn over to her because of the title of what she was promoting. She was doing tours to Bali called Babes in Bali. And who wouldn't want to be a babe in Bali? But now with travel curtailed, those are on pause. So I thought today would be a wonderful day for us to have a conversation about travel, about how she got into doing these incredible tours and just learning about the woman behind the scene here. So today I want to welcome Kathy Gottfried. Thank you, Joanne. I'm really excited to be here with you and especially to talk about travel. Well, it's exciting, um, even if we're only doing it in our minds these days. Exactly. But I also want to share just a little bit more about you and how we um, have developed our friendship over the last little while. You know, I, I met you initially, learned about this, Babes in Bali, and then um, very wonderfully, you started uh, attending the Fabs of 50 trade shows and and very graciously volunteered your time and helped welcome. You were wonderful. You were always helping with the stage I believe right so it was fantastic and also I a few years ago when I put out the gratitude journal and I put out a call asking women to submit photos of flowers I was blown away by the photography and the subject matter like the flowers they have in Bali are incredible because I think that's where most of those flowers were home they are yeah yeah And I know that you can share that since you can't be traveling there now, you've been doing something fun on Facebook. So I definitely, before the end of our talk, I want you to share a bit about what you're doing. Um, Why don't you start off just telling us a little bit about yourself? I didn't want to read a formal bio people. If you're, when you're listening, you can go to the show notes and, and get all the deets on you, but um, just share a little bit about yourself. You bet. So Joanne, first of all, I just wanted to thank you for doing fabulous at 50 I have a women-based travel business, and so I love that you are connecting people here in, uh, well, not just Calgary, but across Canada and really around the world. Actually, and yeah, it's spreading around around the world. That's yeah, and women, I think, really love that connection. So um, a little bit about myself. I've been in the travel business for 34 years as a travel agent. I have owned my own travel agency for a number of years, mm-hmm. and I started specializing in Southeast Asia about maybe 18 years ago. And the um, Basin Valley really came out of uh, the blue, I would say. I had some girlfriends that came and approached me one day and said, why don't you do a tour for um, women, friends of yours, and take us to Bali? And I've been going there on a fairly regular basis um, over the years. I love Bali. My husband worked for an airline, so we had some great travel benefits. So uh, we have three kids and 
you know, once they were about a year old, each of them, we would take them. And then eventually there was five of us traveling. <laughs> I've done that too. I yeah, it's so much fun. So much traveling. And they love kids in Bali. So it was just our favorite place to go. So that was in 2002. I took a group of girlfriends. Wow. And then about three years later, I took another group of girlfriends. Now, my kids were pretty young at this point. So to be away for two weeks was hard. Yeah. Um, but I did love doing these groups. and But it was pretty informal. The second group that I took, one of the girls said, um, we should have a name for this group. And so we you know, bantered around, a few names were thrown out and Bates and Valley was one of them. And that's kind of how the name became. Oh, so perfect. I, I've always wondered how you came up with that name. What made yeah, you? Yeah, well, and my company is Erewhon Travel, E-R-A-W-A-N. And Erewhon is a mythical three-headed elephant in, um, in Southeast Asia. So it's a name you often hear over there, but not here. So anyways, the Babes and Valley was born. I uh, came home from that second trip and I had a uh, lady that called me from Calgary, who's a silver jewelry designer, that asked when I was doing my next tour. Well, I hadn't really planned on continuing on doing these, but I was like, jewelry, Bali, women. Yes, I'm in. So I <laughs> exactly. organized a group. Of, you initially uh, started just like a one-off. Let's just go and have some fun. But the demand was there. Yeah, well, and I was really busy with my travel business at the time. So even just taking two weeks away was difficult. And, and I worked on my own. So I had to find someone to, you know, back me up while I was gone. But anyways, the jewelry girls were fabulous. They, well, obviously knew a lot about jewelry. I learned a lot about jewelry. And of course, Bali has just great jewelry production that artisans over there are just super talented. So that was really That's awesome. And, and really, then I thought that would be it too. But then the book Eat, Pray, Love came out. And so ah. then I had women calling me because they'd read the book and they'd heard that I did these valley groups. So I have now done 23 babes and valley groups. Um, 23. And they're 23. two weeks each, correct? Two weeks. And the whole concept of them is to take women um, to valley and see a different side of valley than they would if they went on their own because it's super um, cultural and very spiritual in valley. But, you know, a lot of people miss that because they go and they do a beach holiday. When you think valley, you think beach. But mm-hmm. it's um, culture and spirituality is just, it's amazing. And it's so natural. And so my, my trips are really based on local experiences. So they, you know, my, the clients that come, there's 18, that's my group size. Women from mostly North America, uh, mostly are 50 and over. Um, yes. I've had girls as young as 18 and I've as old as 85. I shouldn't say as old, but I've had three 85 year olds on my trips and they are awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Fantastic. So it's women sometimes that come completely on their own and others that, you know, have a girlfriend or maybe a mom and a daughter or a coworker. Mm. And so the, these women don't know each other at all when we start. And usually within a couple of days, everybody is bonded and in some cases have made new travel buddies. So, you know, for women that like to travel, um, they have now gone off and done other tours around the world. So I love doing that. It's, it's really about connecting women as well. It is what what I love about this. And what's interesting, it's not you don't call it a retreat, you call it a tour. But what I do know is just like retreats, people go through a transformation, I can imagine because I have I've, I have followed you, I've been uh, kind of a bit of a groupie watching your photos on Facebook, because I it's on my bucket list, I would love to go with you one day. 
and the transformation. I, I know quite a few of the women that have gone with you and they, they all say that it's such a transformative experience and the bonding with the other women and just, you really lead them through an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at doing or calling it a retreat a few years ago. I had a professional in the States that runs um, retreat training Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, you should call it a retreat, but I, it just didn't feel authentic for me because yes, there are definitely some retreat type things, right? We do some yoga, we do some, you know, great walks and, but there's so much more to it. And it, you know, we, there, it's just a lot of different things. So a retreat, I think is, as, as you say, there's definitely aha moments and Valley is really the perfect place to have those. So mm-hmm. it's kind of an unintentional thing. And I love retreats. Yes. I love personal development. I've been doing it for years and years. So I love watching women on the first day, um, you know, unsure, a little bit uncomfortable outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. And really, you know, by day 14, it's like these women have totally transformed. And I've had some really amazing experiences with women. I'll just tell you a quick story. There was one gal. Yeah, I was going to say, can you share one if uh, one that yeah. pops to your mind? Well, there was one gal that came uh, mid seventies, uh, had lost her mom and her husband in the previous year, um, feeling really just down. I could tell that right at the beginning of the trip. And anyways, by the end of the trip, she was totally transformed, so much more engaging. And she went back home. She lives in Alberta in a small town. She sold her house and bought a condo and sent us all an email and said, that trip totally changed my life. She said, I thought at 75. I was going into my last number of years and I was just going to kind of quietly, you know, fade away. She said, Nope, I realized (laughs) I'm on fire. She did things on that trip. She didn't think she was capable of doing and like Uh just things like hiking through rice fields. And, you know, we go one night to an ancient temple and do a whole purification ceremony, which involved Mm. getting into these holy water pools. And, you know, it can be a little intimidating. It's dark and you're in an unfamiliar place. Anyway, she did all of it. She, did absolutely everything that I had on the itinerary. And so she said, I'm, I want to lock and go place and I'm going to start traveling. So like, oh, it was just beautiful. so, in fact, I get tingles just talking about her because she, it was just beautiful watching that transformation and then seeing when she went home, how she put, you know, her life back together really. And went, Hey, I'm still alive. Like, why not make the best out of it? Oh, I'm getting tingles listening to that because truly, I think if there's anything I've taken from all the, the interviews and people that I work with is, and, and, and really just from my own life experience, talking to my grandfather who lived to 99 years old, he goes, I'm no different inside. He goes, I look in the mirror and I'm like, who's that old man looking, you know, our bodies may be aging, but our minds don't necessarily and if we engage our mind and just keep telling our bodies, come on, we're doing this. That's so beautiful. Well, you know, the other thing, Joanne, and it so relates to Fabulous at 50. I find that there's a big shift often when women hit their 50s. Yes. Awesome. Just- I was just going to ask you, like, I understand the majority of your clientele are sort of women over 50, even though you have a widespread. Mm-hmm. What do you know? What have you noticed for yourself and for your clients, the big shift? Well, I think it, it's just like a freedom that happens, right? Because your kids are often growing or, you you know, you're helping them launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, your parents may not be as elderly yet. So you've got more time. 
you've done the career and often women didn't travel when they were younger. I mean, I was lucky and did a lot of traveling in my late teens and early twenties, but you know, they, they were bringing up kids and they were working and so, and volunteering a lot too. And then they hit 50 or 55, maybe even 60, you know, sometimes they go through a marital situation or lose their spouse. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, I want to travel. They, they have the confidence to travel. They have the money often. They've got more time. And it's just a matter of where do I start? Like, how, how do I make this happen? And so women's only tours uh, now was, I don't know what's going to happen when COVID is over, but uh, was the fastest growing segment in the travel business for many years. I can and imagine. Yeah, there's, I mean, women want to get out there and explore. And a lot of my clients are still married, but their spouse did the traveling work-wise and has been there, done that, right? And unless it involves like a golf trip or a salmon fishing, they're, they're like, yeah, you go. So it's a good point. I have a girlfriend who, um, you know, her and her husband had quite a few travel plans, but he has a health condition that makes it very difficult for him to travel. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have that burning desire. Like she does exactly what you said. He did quite a bit for work. And he's like, you go, you go and do whatever trips you want. And, and the, the women's only, I know we have a couple ideas. We, we had a false start on, on doing a retreat for fab at 50 and uh, you know, due to COVID, but I'm, you know, once, once this clears up and it will clear up like every other, like the bubonic plague, you know, we're not being plagued with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Things go away um, and we have to be patient, but I'd love to hear more about uh, where do you think we're going with travel? What do you, what do you see going on these days? Well, I, you know, I agree. It's going to take a while for things to open up and, and it's been a frustrating process, honestly, when in the travel business, because I only imagine, uh, well, you, you know, you, you book people somewhere and then typically flights are canceled and, you know, new restrictions are put in place. But the other big key is a lot of countries borders are still closed. Like even if I wanted to go to Bali today, um, as a visitor, I couldn't go, I couldn't get in there. So, right. and, and I suspect with the vaccine being rolled out and here, of course, in Canada. So, you know, we started seeing that earlier in January and I, I that's going to, that is going to be the, the thing that, you know, opens up the world. So it, I think it's just, you know, people have to be patient right now, but it's a great opportunity to do your research, investigate destinations, um, you know, there will be fallout for sure. You know, there may be airlines that go under, there may be, you know, hotels that close down and tour operators, who knows who's going to come back. I'm just really grateful. I have a home-based travel business, so I don't have overhead and I don't have any staff. That makes so a big difference. My expenses are minimal. I mean, I haven't had a paycheck for a year, but that's okay. I mean, I, I've spent the year really still connecting with people in the travel business. And I'm lucky I have a good community of other women that also own their own tour, op- tour okay. company. And, and they do destinations around the world. So we meet every two weeks on Zoom. And it's been really helpful just to see what they're doing. Oh, nice. So it's a great opportunity, though, for women to really do the research, get healthy, um, you know, make sure you're ready when travel does reopen. And I suspect myself, my prediction is, you know, we're not going to really see things open up until at least this fall. So everybody's tours have been sort of delayed, postponed, you know, rebooked. I know for Bali, they're anxious for us to come over. Um, You know, they love my groups. Uh, We feel like rock stars in Bali. It's quite funny. One day we rent convertibles, open top, old convertibles. They're called The Thing. They're an old VW convertible. Oh, fun. Yeah. We travel around through all the small villages and it's so fun, right? Because 
you know, you feel like you're in driving Miss Daisy. With these, <laughs> and every car has their own driver. There's actually a, a the, really the thing has a club in Valley. There's about 150 of these cars. So anyways, it's a really fun day, but we do feel like rock stars going through these villages. Oh, I can imagine. And because you've done 18, mm-hmm. and I know sometimes you do back-to-back ones, it's not like you're brand new coming. It's almost like you're going home and seeing your cousins. I bet they just adore you there. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So right now, um, of course, I, I mean, yes, some people are traveling and, you know, it's hard to say whether that's a good thing or not. I mean, obviously the airlines really do need the support, but until more people are vaccinated, I just don't think that people are going to feel comfortable traveling. It's going no, to- I actually know of some people that said, oh, yeah, what the heck, we're going for travel. And one of them did get COVID while oh. they're out of the country. And that's not necessarily the best situation, depending on what the healthcare system is like. Well, and even with medical insurance, like at the beginning, there was no COVID coverage you can get. Now, most did of you get have- coverage now? Yeah, most of them have. It's, it's a... Um, like a rider policy. So you purchase the medical insurance and then this is like a top up and it's actually not that expensive, but it's usually 200,000 to 500,000 in coverage. So not a ton, whereas most insurance policies, medical are like, you know, 500 or 5 million or even unlimited. So it's not the full amount, but at least it's something if people are traveling. At least there's something there. That's important. Now, I know that you haven't, obviously you haven't been traveling for this last year, but what you have been doing is treating um, those of us that follow you on Facebook, you've been treating us to a tour of your incredible, um, shall I say, cache of, of photos. Can you tell me a bit more about that and what you're sharing and why? So, you know, it started out as one of those 10 day travel, post a picture every day, don't say anything about it. So I did that. And then I thought, oh, this is fun. I've got 35,000 photos on my phone. So I've got no lack of yes. to yes. look at. And it was really like, it, it was, it helped me because of course I'm really missing travel, but going through these photos, all the memories that it's brought back with all these groups that I've taken. So I continued. And then one of my clients that was with me a couple of years ago, she said, you know, you really need to put a description on them because it just would be helpful. Even she said, for me, I've been on your trip, but you know, there was so much to see and do. It's helpful to see. So anyways, I started adding that on probably about day, I don't know, 30 or 40. And I think I'm at day 158 now. So I don't do it every day. I try to, but there's, you know, a few days I just get too busy. And I have so much enjoyed doing it because it's obviously a way to reconnect with the women that have come with me. Um, But it's also been really, and I didn't expect this, but for women that have not been to Bali, but love travel, it's just given them a little outlet, like, and they, and not everybody comments, as you know, on Facebook, there's yeah, a lot of, kind of yeah. lurkers out there that, that's right. See it. But you know, a lot of women have said, wow, like it's, it's been magical watching your pictures because didn't know about Bali. I've learned so much, but I love anything to do with travel. So it's been, I think, encouraging for them and just a little reprieve for me too, to to be able Absolutely. To I, I am quite certain that the, when you open up again, you are going to be full in a second. Um, tell me, is that on your personal profile? Like if someone wants to follow, like, yeah, yeah. you know, if a listener yeah. wants to see that it's, but what I'd invite you to do is you can share it into our Fabus at 50 group, the Fabus sure. 50 Calgary group. We do plan on opening up um, more of a 
I guess a worldwide group, you know, because I started the Calgary because I started off with Fab at 50 in Calgary. And right. so my group has grown and uh, I'd like to expand that, but feel free to share them in there. Okay. And you can awesome. uh, share it past, Thank you. Um, which is absolutely fantastic. Now, I love these ideas. What was coming to mind when you were talking about the photos, I was just saying, you know, maybe a little tip for people is um, go back and look at your photos from your past trips. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a choice. We can either look at them in a way of going, oh, sad because I can't do that anymore. Or what I see you doing and what I promote, go back and be so grateful. I mean, mm-hmm. most people in the world, I, you might know the numbers, but most people in the world never travel more than 100 kilometers from the, where they were born. Mm-hmm. And so we are so privileged, those of us that have been able to travel and will travel again and go back and just soak up the enjoyment from those past trips. You know, I, I, two things. Facebook is wonderful for that, right? Because it comes up as a memory. And yes. I love that. Um, and I think travel is like, as you say, Joanne, it's, it's so good for our health. It's good for our mental health. It's good for our yeah. spiritual health and really, really good for our physical health because, you know, traveling, especially to Bali, it's halfway around the world. You know, you have to be, you know, physically able to do that kind of a trip. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some people will travel within their own country and that's totally fine too. I just love traveling to exotic destinations. And, you know, I don't think, I always say, I don't think I've ever met a destination I didn't love. So yeah. I, I am a lover of travel, but yeah. I just think it opens up your eyes to how other people live. And, and especially mm-hmm. like um, one of the things I love about Bali is the local people. And they're really the reason I keep doing my tours is they're so kind and they're so gentle and they're so connected within their community. You know, it's all about community for them. And it's just wonderful to see, like, to get re-engaged with your community. Nice. See how they live. It's very motivating to come back and just experience life different. So, you know, ha- being able to go to a place like Bali and talk to local people, especially women, and find out how they live and what their home looks like. And mm-hmm. what their, you know, childhood was like, and we do that, like in the beautiful, and that's what I, that. it, it's I, all about connecting with. Yeah. Nice. That is so beautiful. That's, that is one thing that I find that when I've traveled, especially if it's more, I, I talk about travel, adventure travel is very different than a vacation travel. A vacation right. is I want a week yeah. of sitting in my butt in the sand, frolicking in the waves and yeah. you know, a yeah. fancy drink in my hand. That's very different than Um, And I also love the adventure type travel. And when I have traveled, I can't tell you how many times I'm walking along and I'm like peeking, you know, not trying to be snoopy, but peeking in a window or looking in a door and just going, I want to know what's behind. I want to see how you live. I remember this very strongly. I was in Morocco when I, I, I went on a trip to Spain and Morocco at the end of high school. It was a school trip that we fundraised for and got money and went and, Mm. um, so I was in my late teens and I remember just being so drawn going, I will, it's beautiful to see all the scenery and the architecture, but I wanted to connect with the people more. So I think it's incredible what you're doing. Um, now I'm curious also, I often ask my guests what books have captured your attention lately, but do you have maybe today, do you have a, a travel book that you might want to recommend? I do actually. Oh my gosh. That's my favorite type of books. I love reading stories about travel and it mostly women that have traveled so actually I have one that I pulled out I don't know if you can see this incontinent on the continent 
And okay. The author is Jane Christmas. So you can't forget that. Jane Christmas. Okay. Jane? Uh, Jane Christmas. Okay. okay. Uh, she, I don't know if she still lives there, but she was living in Hamilton. So she's a Canadian author. Yeah. The Incontinent on the Continent is about taking her mom, who she is not allowed to say how old her mom is, but Jane's in her 50s. So, you know, her mom's probably okay. 70, 80s to, on a trip to Europe. And wow. it is hilarious. Like if you want to laugh out loud, read is that it? book. But her other book that I love is called What the Pilgrim or What the Psychic Told the Pilgrim. And it's all about her journey of walking the um, Santiago de Compostela, I think it's called, you know, in Portugal and Spain. Yes. And yes. so she's turning 50. The Camino or a different one? No, the Camino. The Camino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know quite a few women. In fact, I will be interviewing a woman that takes other, like how you take women to Bali. Yeah. This woman, do you know, Ariana? Yeah. She yeah. has taken groups on the Camino. And so yeah. that'll be a different interview coming up. Yeah. And Sandy Dacey, who you and I were both talking about and commiserating how she moved um, to Victoria, the right. producer of this show. Um, that's what she did for her 50th birthday. Right. It's a yeah. very popular thing for women to do, but um, Jane Christmas writes a book about it. And when she was turning 50, she wanted to do something really big and not just go to a spa and hang out with her girlfriend. So she yeah. put it out there with, um, you know, to her friends kind of, you know, who wants to come. And I mean, at one point, I think she had over 50 women that were interested. Wow. In she wow. whittled it down because, you know, when she finally put a date to it, you know, women, yeah. it is absolutely hilarious. Like she oh, this is, is fantastic! Writer, oh, you'll love if you like reading travel books. She's one of my favorite yeah. authors. Well, love reading, love doing stuff. I'm thinking I've been in a book club for over 20 years, and I'm thinking that one of these books would be fantastic to mm -hmm. recommend as as uh, because most of the women in this group do travel mm -hmm. and we can relate to those types of adventures with taking our mothers somewhere. Yes. Um. <laughs> But Kathy, I can't believe this. I just looked at the time and we are up for our segment, but I want to end off with your, I know you gave us little pearls all the way along. If you could summarize three of your favorite pearls of wisdom for the listening audience here today. Okay. So that is, yeah, I'm going to just focus on travel because that's really my, sure, that's the theme of today. Yeah. And the first tip is travel now, uh, obviously not right now with COVID, but <laughs> But yeah. don't put it off. Yeah. Over the years, I've seen women put travel off because there's always something more important. And it's usually their family. And women tend to put, you know, we put ourselves last on the list. And yeah. sometimes you wait too long and then you're not able to travel. And it's often a physical health thing, right? So right. And we've seen with, with this pandemic, like who knew we were all going to get grounded and for as long as we have. So that's just another reason when you want to travel, put it at the top of your list. If it means, you know, saving pennies, do that, but make it happen. Um, research your destination before okay. you go. And, you know, when I was young, didn't do a lot of research. As I've gotten older, I've realized how important this is, right? Because you just, you want to be safe when you're traveling. You want to be um, aware of your surroundings. Um, be prepared, <clears throat> I guess, which is what happens when you do research. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest tip when you're there, and we talked about it, is engage with local people, do mm. local experiences. I love walking tours in, in anywhere. Okay. A number of them in New York. Love them. Didn't think I'd like New York because it's so big and seems impersonal. Love New yeah. York. Yeah. Walking tours. I got to know small communities. And um, I love doing cooking classes and 
all that kind of stuff. So just, yeah, do local things. Look like a local if you can too. Try not to dress like a tourist. You don't really want to stand out as a tourist. Um, but yeah, try and fit in. Make sure you've got medical insurance and uh, you've got your ATM card, your passport's valid for six months, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Or That's all part of the preparation. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I ask you if this type of information, do you have this listed on say your website or in blogs, something along that? Where can well, people I, get in touch with you? Because I'm thinking a, a really good tip is find a travel agent you can trust who has also traveled to the places you want to go right. is what I really appreciate. You bet. And you know what, Joanne, especially right now with all the things that are changing with the COVID protocol, yeah. really helpful to have someone that knows and, and is following all those changes. I mean, I'm having a hard time keeping up with it as a travel professional. I can't even imagine without using a, a travel agent. So I have a website, uh, babesandvalley.com. And okay. I have a, a Babes and Valley Facebook page as well. I okay. haven't been as active on there just because of COVID. It's kind of difficult. I want to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, we're not traveling. I don't want to put it in. You should be posting. Place. I personally think you should, that's where you should be posting all of I, your pictures. Yeah. Because then people that aren't actual friends with you can go and see them. I know. And I will. It's on my plan to do. So thank you. <laughs> You're so I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, Kathy, it has been an absolute delight talking to you today. And I would love to have you back on, you know, maybe we can pre-plan when you, when you get back into doing your tours, you can come back on and let us know what it was like, kind of the, the post COVID tours. Let's do a fabulous at 50 babes and Valley tour. I think we should. I think we should. That would be fantastic. In fact, it would be incredible. I mean, it's wonderful having you here on the podcast, but as we roll out our membership and I have a speaker once a month, it'd be really fun to have a travel theme. And so perhaps later in the year, you could come on and it would be more of a share some information, share some photos, and we would be interacting directly with any of the members that come on that call. So I think we should make that work. All right. All right. Goodbye to everyone. And if you have any uh, questions or want to know how to reach Kathy, simply go to the show notes and we'll have everything, including, I want to put those um, book titles. I have to get those from you and we'll put those in the show notes as well. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Take care, Kathy. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Neweduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.